So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our business, grow our leadership and develop our teams in a way that allows us to get our products and services out of the world yet still remain profitable? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Hey, before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner, and I'm your podcast host. Thank you for taking a few minutes out of your busy day to spend some time with us. So what are we talking about today? Building a better business plan. Now, before some of you roll your eyes and say, oh, we're talking about business planning, I just checked the box with that sometime in December. Hang with me. So the way we're going to lay this out is we're going to talk about the mindset, the skill set, and the tool set you need to build a better business plan. All right, so mindset. So I've got something that may sound a little shocking to you initially, but all business plans are wrong. That's right. All business plans are wrong. Well, if that is indeed the case, then why should we take the time to begin to put together a business plan in the first place? Look, business plans are not, they're not there to predict the future, but they're really there to help manage the future. I mean, they can help us in case simply we forget often what we say. Is it, am I the only one? Or have you ever set a goal in your personal life or in your business only to forget, oh yeah, what did we actually say that we were going to do this year? I can't actually remember. Maybe we remember a couple of them, but we can't remember the details and the specifics. It's oftentimes that I'm sure you have people in your life that will kind of go back and they'll edit their memory. Now, I do believe that we can be as creative with our past as we can our future, but sometimes people are just simply delusional. They'll say, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. This is what the goals are that we said we were going to accomplish in their business when you may have remembered them sharing with you something completely different. I mean, look, let's be real. Many of you that are listening to this podcast are not going to be needing to put together a business plan to raise venture capital. You're probably not even going to need it to be able to get a loan from the bank if needed. In those cases, those businesses are quite familiar with the business planning process. But for many of you listening today, that's simply not the case. But that being said, they are still vital. We need them to be able to track about how we're doing to get better at the business end of business. It also helps us whenever things do go sideways, how do we actually get it back on track? When we make some assumptions about what we want to accomplish this year, what are some of the obstacles? What is our strategy? What is our marketing tactics? How's our team going to perform? We're able to then go back to that baseline and say, hey, what assumptions did we make that were actually wrong? We simply plan so we can be better business owners. I mean, think about it this way. Why do sports teams install game plans? Because they're giving themselves the best chance to succeed and to beat the competition. Well, I think the same thing is true for our businesses. Look, business is highly complex. And if anybody tells you otherwise, I think they're trying to sell you something. And it's really far more difficult than what was let on. I mean, would you agree that leadership is one of the most challenging things that we do? Marriage is tough. Parenting is tough. 
leadership and leading people is incredibly complex. And so therefore, business is highly complex. If we only had to deal with our policies, our products, and didn't have to deal with our teams and didn't have to deal with customers, business would be pretty easy. But obviously, that's not the nature of business at all. But there are some things that we can do to help bend the odds in our favor. I mean, if you really think about the odds of small business, and I've seen some stats out there that 90 plus percent of small businesses don't make it to their 10th birthday. If those were the same odds as flying an airplane, you would never get on that airplane. Well, what are the things that we can do to help bend those odds in our favor? Well, I think this is an important point. Let's differentiate between the plan itself and the act of planning. The real value is always in the planning, not just in the plan. The process of going through gathering the information needed to put together the plan is where the real value is. It is making us the act of making assumptions about the future. It helps us to think strategically and both critically about the business. I mean, look, the reality is, is a plan, a business plan is some series of assumptions about future events and anticipated activities, which is really why all plans are wrong. We cannot know the future. And so therefore, our plans are never going to come off without a hitch, let alone a global pandemic. So remember, first of all, mindset, the value is not in the plan, but actually in the planning process. All business plans are wrong, but we do it not to try to predict the future but really try to manage it. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue and increase your bottom line? Club Capital is here to help. Built for agents by agents, so we know your struggles. With accounting, payroll, and HR solutions, tax services, analytics, and more, let's get you on the path to serious success. Using data-driven insights, you'll grow your business based on revenue and expense comparisons alongside your top performing peers. With over $100 million in tracked annual revenue and $70 million in tracked annual expenses, we have the data to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. Let's make your back office less of a hassle and more of the strategic generator that powers the growth to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book your complimentary, no obligation demo. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. Okay, now let's move into skill set. And when we talk about skill set in our Club Capital University principles, one of the ones that we talk about is clarity. And under clarity, we talk about the one year plan and the quarterly targets. The one year plan and the quarterly targets. So here we go. There are four steps to building an effective one-year plan. Number one, we want to identify the what. Number two, we want to identify the why. Number three, we want to identify the how. And lastly, step four, we want to identify the what's in it for me or the with them. The what, the why, the how, and the with them. All right, so let's break that down one by one. Number one, what. What do you want to have accomplished in your business this year? I mean, this is simply the goals that you want to accomplish. When you're talking about business plans, you're really going to be talking about your goals in the form of achievement goals rather than habit goals when we're talking about businesses. How many goals do you need to have in your business? Somewhere between three and five, and ideally all of them would not have the same deadline of 1231. I really do like many of you have used the SMART framework in your businesses, probably with your teams and setting some of their goals. And I really do like Michael Hyatt's SMARTER framework. So let's break that down one by one. So S stands for specific. We need to be able to focus. 
M stands for measurable. How are you going to know whether or not you've reached your goal? A stands for actionable. Simply, what are you going to do? Using verbs like run, finish, launch, hire. R, risky. We don't want to set the bar too low. Now, oftentimes in this smart framework, this is actually used to be where we say it actually needs to be realistic. I like the risky part of it. We don't want to set that bar too low. There's a great book called The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. If you've not read that book, highly recommend that. Okay, T, time keyed. So what's the deadline, the frequency, the time trigger? Again, this kind of goes back to what I said earlier, not having all of your deadlines finish with a target deadline of 1231. E, exciting. If it doesn't inspire you, are you really going to pursue and continue on whenever you're in the messy middle? R stands for relevant, and it needs to have alignment. Alignment to what? Well, specifically, it needs to have alignment, in my opinion, to your three-year vivid vision snapshot. Maybe on another podcast, we'll talk about that. We talk about that a lot in or the Club Capital University, but it needs to have alignment to your three-year vivid vision snapshot. Okay, so that's the what. What are the goals that you want to accomplish? Let's have three to five, not all of them to be able to finish on the deadline of 1231. And let's use the smarter framework, specific, measurable, actionable, risky, time-keyed, exciting, and relevant. All right, now let's talk about the why. Now that you've established the what, your what needs a why. I have to admit, I'm really good at starting a lot of things, but oftentimes I'm not great at finishing. Can you relate to that? I mean, it happens more than I really want to admit, but sometimes I just simply want to quit no matter what it is. Working out, running, creating a new habit, goals in the business. It's just a nature of life. And really with our culture telling us to take it easy on ourselves and throw in the towel, it's hard not to. The real issue is that the voices in our head fail to tell us that there's a distinction between the dream that we want and the actual work hard work, it's going to be required to obtain it. Pushing off the starting block, no matter what it is that we do, it just gives us a rush of anticipation and excitement about the future. But as we all know, that anticipation and that energy of getting started will eventually fail and progress will begin to slow. And pretty soon we get in what's often called the messy middle. Doubt starts to creep in and we start second guessing ourselves. And we even wonder, why did I start this in the first place? I think Mike Tyson may have said it best. Everyone has a plan until I'll punch him in the nose. And isn't that so true? There's a great show that I recently, we started watching my wife and I called Alone. And I think I watched it on Netflix season six and the rest of the episodes are, I believe, on Amazon. But anyway, on the show, they take 10 contestants, putting them in the middle of nowhere. The episode we were watching or the season we were watching, they were put in the Arctic. And the last one standing will win $500,000. Well, that's a pretty big why, right? It is amazing. Obviously, many of them have incredible skills. And then there's some that have better skills than others. But the one thing that I've really noticed in watching that show is the ones that are really deeply, deeply connected to their why. Whether it's a family member, they're doing it for a mother or a family member that's recently passed or something that's deeply connected to them, to their why, those are the ones that last the longest, not the ones that are always the most skilled. Skill matters, yes, but the ones that have connected their why. I think that is so important for us too. Everybody looks good at the starting line. And as we start out in 2021, as you listen to this podcast, we've all been looking for a new and a fresh start. But eventually, progress will begin to get tough, right? 
the road's longer. That hill is steeper. We start to think, do we really have what it takes? Especially following a year like 2020, it can be really difficult to gain the resolve and the confidence that we need to push forward. You know, in a few podcasts before, we talked about the three most important things. The most important thing you can do for your business is to think about your business. The most important thing you can do for your team is give them your energy. And the most important thing you can do for yourself is to protect your confidence. You need your confidence to be able to push forward. I mean, look, it happens in business. It happens in our marriages. And it certainly happens in parenting. We begin to have these times where we will lose our confidence. But having that why allow us to push through those times. There was a study done talking about energy. There was a study done in 1999 that said this, the infusion of goals, the infusion of goals with energy may be distressingly temporary. (laughs) In other words, chances are good. We're going to burn out and then we're going to bail on our goals. I mean, how many of you have said this to your team? People buy on emotion and justify logically. Well, guess what? You do too. You do too. You need to be able to logically connect with your why using your head, but you also need to be able to connect with your why emotionally with your heart. What is at stake if you do achieve the goals that you set out for your business? What's at stake if you don't? I love this quote. It's actually been said that people will lose their way when they lose their why. And I agree. Okay. So why are you doing this? Why are you setting these goals in your business in the first place? We need to be able to connect those back to you. So listing your key intrinsic motivators. We've actually talked about intrinsic motivators a lot on the podcast with several different guests, unannounced really. And I think that there's a reason for that. If we are connected inside of us about what is important and why we're setting these goals, then we can refer back to them whenever the going gets tough. Okay, so what have we covered so far? We've established the what. We've talked about the importance of having a why. Now let's talk about the how. So when we've established the what and the why, and we've got our intrinsic motivators, our drivers, then we've got to create an actual roadmap to get there. A description of the destination, no matter how clear and how vivid you lay it out, that is not ever a substitute for the roadmap to get there. Google Maps is incredibly good at getting you from where you are to where you want to be, but it has to know two coordinates. It has to know where you're starting from and where you want to go. And then it goes on to tell you, well, you can drive there, you can sometimes walk there, and you can take a bus to get there. So what is the strategy that you're going to choose in your business? So what is a strategy? The strategy is the overall guiding policy. It's the overall approach to really overcoming some of the obstacles that are laid out in your path from getting from where you are today to where you want to be. Do you think that we're going to go through 2021 and not have some obstacles that stand in our way? You might have some staff turnover. We might still have shutdowns coming throughout the year. Who knows what's going to happen politically with the tax code, et cetera. There's going to be all kinds of obstacles. Some of those we can control. Some of those we cannot control. What is going to be your overall guiding policy to achieve the goals in your business? Then we need to talk about tactics. Tactics are the set of coherent actions designed to carry out the overall strategy. Let's say that you need to sell X number of life insurance policies in your agency this year. What's your strategy? Are you going to sell all in-book customers? Are you going to go out of book? It's going to be probably some combination of the two. Let's just say you were going to focus on in-book marketing in increasing, upselling customers' current policies. That's a strategy. What are the tactics? What list are you going to pull? How often are you going to pull that list? 
What is the word track that your team or yourself is going to use? How are you going to keep track of their progress? How often are you going to be checking in on their progress? Those are tactics. One of the first books, many of you know that I love to read books, but it wasn't always that way, to say the least. One of the first books I remember listening to on audiobook was called Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. And the premise of the book is pretty straightforward. If the worst thing you do in the morning is first thing you do when you wake up is eat a frog, then the rest of your day is downhill from there, right? It should be a lot easier. And so the idea is whatever it is in your business, that's going to be the hardest thing for you to do. Do that first thing in the morning. Well, is that really true? Because oftentimes I think that if we said that, oh, well, the first thing I need to do is eat that frog, then we'll actually procrastinate on it. Success is really, science proves this, success is really about incremental wins. But we really live in an instant gratification society. I mean, think about it. Netflix. I was just mentioning about the show alone. I want to watch that season now. Amazon, two-day prime shipping. In some places, it's same day. In, in other places, it's two hours. We want it now. But the research has shown that happiness really comes from making progress on challenging goals, not the easy ones. And so to do that, we've got to truly set incremental goals. There's obviously one of the best books about habits and incremental success is Atomic Habits by James Clear. Fantastic book if you haven't read that one. So lastly, now that we've talked about the what, we've laid out our why, why that's important. We've talked about the how. Now we've got to discuss the with them. I mean, how are we going to celebrate? What's in it for me? Not just you, the agency owner, but really also with your team. I certainly have been guilty of this for a long time, is not taking the time to celebrate. If we're not connected to some sort of reward, whether that's for our teams or for ourselves, then it's going to make it a lot harder for us to be able to set targets and goals in the future. So setting a with them, and a lot of you are really great at this. If we travel, you travel. If we hit this goal, everybody gets a $1,000 bonus. I think all that's important. But how are you going to celebrate yourself? All right, I want to add a little bit of a bonus. I want to talk about quarterly targets. So we've talked about the one-year plan, the what, the why, the how, and the with them. And just as a bonus, I'll share with you your quarterly targets. Your critical numbers, three to five of the most important critical numbers. And oftentimes, this is going to be an example like for almost everybody listening, across the board, regardless of the company you represent. Quotes and household quotes are certainly going to be one of those critical numbers as an example. Then you've got to set three to seven priorities. Now, priorities can be in the form of two different things, KPIs, key performance indicators, or task-based. So for instance, maybe you want to grow your sales team by two sales team members this year, or one. Or maybe you need to hire a marketing coordinator or an executive assistant. That may be a priority for you this quarter. That's where those land is in priorities. Maybe it's important for you to, you want to grow the number of Google reviews. That's obviously a very important part of business these days. People are looking you up online. Is that a critical number? I mean, I guess it could be, but for most people, that's going to be a priority, not a critical number. Many of you are familiar with a great book, The Four Disciplines of Execution. They talk about leading and lagging indicators and Well, for your priorities, oftentimes you can have leading and lagging indicators. We don't indicate that they have to always be leading indicators for your priorities or your critical numbers. The reality is there's going to be a combination of both leading and lagging indicators. So for our quarterly targets, we want to have critical numbers. We want to have our priorities. And lastly, we want to set a theme for the quarter. What's the theme that you want to have for the quarter, something that you and your team can rally around over a 13-week period of time. 
lastly, so we started this podcast out talking about the mindset, the skill set, and the tool set. So what's a tool set? Well, one of the tools I think that we really love to work with with Club Capital and Club Capital University is a software called Live Plan, L-I-V-E-P-L-A-N, Live Plan. And again, it's the process of going through, entering in your data, entering in your plan for what you want to accomplish in the year is where the real value comes in. So check them out. A really great company. I've enjoyed working with Live Plan with all the businesses. All right, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you have, shoot us a message. Let us know. We love hearing back from you. Tell us what's the one thing that you picked up from this podcast that you'll use to be able to put a tweak into your business plan for 2021. I want to give a shout out to our friends, Matt and Maddie Jonesa. I'm sure many of you in your business plan as part of your strategy is going to have marketing efforts in there, maybe investing that five to 8%. But how do you know just because you're investing that much that you're actually getting the return on investment that you need to download the marketing ROI tool that Matt and Maddie have put together for us. If you get our emails, it's in the email link. It's also in the show notes, whether you listen to this podcast on Spotify or Apple iTunes. Download that marketing ROI tool for free and it'll walk you through exactly how to know whether or not your marketing is actually getting return on investment. Until next time, lead well. 